0: in the sky media this series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout listener discretion is advised
1: three two one hello murder chronicles nation and welcome back to another bonus episode my name's Brandon, I produce the show. I'm joined by the radiant Carolyn Osorio in a lovely, is that a light blue, like a royal blue outfit that you're wearing? It's a great color on you.
0: It's like blue, it's, it's like blue. It's like a
1: sky blue, it's almost a Twitter blue, a little darker than a Twitter blue. It's very mm-hmm. nice, yeah, very it's, nice.
0: It's my, it's my jam, thank you, thank you're you. You're
1: welcome, you're welcome. Um, how are you doing? Do you have a good Memorial Day?
0: I had a great Memorial Day, how about you?
1: Yes. Uh, if anybody, uh, this morning woke up and was chagrined that the new episode wasn't waiting, uh, I apologize. It was not uploaded until, uh, noon Pacific time. My bad. Uh, I just didn't click the little, the little finish button. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I apologize.
0: That's a, that's a key to finish. I know
1: that is, that is Finish
0: what you started.
1: Hopefully it was worth the wait, uh, this episode I found particularly disturbing because, um, uh, I was surprised at who the victims were and it made me really angry and sad and it wasn't the normal, um, you know, I thought he was going to try and kill his parents cause he wasn't getting his way and I'm going to stomp my feet, but like our heroes died in this and that is, uh, really fucked up. But anyway, we'll get to it. So, uh. I love the title, "Spoiled Rotten." It's a. I, I, at first, I'm like, "That's a little soft of a title for something so terrible." But the character, the, the main guy in this, was just such a little shit, right? That he doesn't, I know, right? He doesn't deserve a grander kind of title than that. So I agree with the title. Yeah.
0: You know, I just uh, you know all that vitriol and all that feeling of like I think you and I both have issues with entitled t- entitlement, right? In the previous. Yeah. And and this is the so many levels of entitlement, and like you said, you know, his his parents were really lucky that he didn't target them. Yeah, I you know, know. Whatever life insurance they may yeah. have, like, you know,
1: there are such larger themes here in play mm-hmm. in this episode that I've been chewing on for the last twenty four hours. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but but it, to I mean, there's the immigrant story, the hardworking immigrant story that just gets completely diluted and and molested and ruined in one generation. Yeah. One fucking generation. It goes from these hardworking immigrants who come from nothing and build massively successful businesses and their offspring are just like, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I want this. I want this. I want this. And that's it was
0: two generations because the parents were actually from, you know, from China and then, Yes, but but uh, to your point, it didn't take long it didn't because take long. because just... the parents of the of the immigrants were so hardworking, right? You could see that in the sister Ruby Chow, who's an yeah. amazing woman woman in Seattle history. Um, yep. So I really wanted to set that up with like where this family kind of comes from and opportunity yeah. and like you know working you know so hard for that dream and then uh, you know saving this kid's life,
1: right? Of course. Of course. And and so then it it leads to the next major, like nature versus nurture. Like, was he, was, did he have bad parents? Did they, did they give him too much slack? Did they, obviously he was the favorite son. Okay. Over the other adopted girl, right. Like that, that they just shit on forever or was it him living in the abundance of America in the eighties and nineties. Right. Did that infect him? You know? So, but there were a lot of people that, that, worked their asses off who came up in the 80s you know where you're looking there's two of them right here right you and i we were kids in the 80s right we got shit done you know Oh
0: yeah 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 <laughs> you know? I, think that, I think that there was like you could go back into high school and think about and this guy's like older than way older than we are but like you go back and you can see that kind of personality of like the kid who's got rich parents and he drives a really nice, you know, he's probably driving a Toyota MR2 back in the day, you know,
1: right?
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. I right? rock. <laughs> Oh yeah, the Z. No, he was probably driving like a little BMW. You know, like the ones right. that first came out, like the first gen one. A, a three
1: right? series, yeah, a right, three, right, a three right. eight, a three fifty, a three twenty five i. Every yeah. rich douchebag I knew drove a three twenty five i. Of,
0: course, of oh. course, that's what he was driving, and he was like totally thought he was awesome, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. And
0: and, and so I think that.
1: And his parents are putting in 12-hour days in the factory. I think
0: they probably were putting on 15. Like, yeah, least, exactly. And both of them. And both of them. So yeah. I think that there wasn't, you know, he was left to his devices to just torture his older sister who was shy and just kind of quiet. And like, he probably made her life a living hell if she walked out the door and then didn't even like get a ride with someone. Just no, it just walked. Freeway. Yeah,
1: like, that's great. I love she, that about her. I'm like, good for yeah. you, bro. Go, go, go get it. Cause you know, you know, it's a fucking dead end under that roof, you know? So right. get out of right. there. Um, so again, I don't know if you remember last week, everyone was a J word like Jerry or Gina or Johnny or Judy or Sherry or whatever. And this yeah. year, this, and this week, all the names rhyme. Like wh- wh- what are their names? Mary and Pang. and.
0: Oh, I know Mary and Harry. I Mary- know. <laughs> I was messing up with that. So, and then I was like, am I in like Harry met Sally? Like right. you-
1: Mary in and Harry and Pang. Yeah. Um, so, I, and I also liked the the kind of truncated history of the of the TV dinner. Like, that was super cool, right? Yeah. Bef- pre-microwave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, you had to cook them for a long time. I, I, yeah, you
0: had to cook them for like... I had to stop myself from putting in that detail. You had to put... 45 to minutes or something? Like 25 minutes on 400 degrees.
1: 25 minutes. I never had any in, in my house, okay? Um, but a good friend of mine, his grandfather lived with them like in the, in the, in the back house or whatever, like my dad lives with us. Um, And that motherfucker loved his TV dinners. Okay. And so, but he was diabetic. I remember this, like it was yesterday, right. But he was diabetic. So he couldn't eat the little, the little three inch by two inch chocolate cake. Okay. (laughs) And I loved going over to his house because I knew I could have, and that chocolate cake was fucking delicious. It was great. It was great. Like I haven't found its equal yet.
0: So was Inter- it an actual TV dinner? It was, or was a, it then a microwave dinner. No, it
1: was an original like metal tray. I remember it came in like a metal oh my tray God. TV dinner. That wow. was all that this guy would eat. Yeah. He loved them, but couldn't eat the chocolate cake. I'm, oh, that that's is- cool. I know. I might know a guy who could take care of that cake for you, buddy. You know? Um, so, yeah, so that was really interesting. And, and so, th- and, and then I, I wound up, um, reading a little bit about uh Chinese food in the United States. Mm. Um that if you go over to China, that's not what you're gonna get. And maybe I sound like the dumb American, which which I would be, but mm. what I found interesting that it was what we know is Chinese food. Like I go down to the corner, right? The golden chopsticks or or whatever, it's uh it's based on
0: our taste. The,
1: no, the 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 Workers building the fucking railroads. Okay, what they were get, what these workers were given for food, were like the scraps of what, like the white dudes were eating. Like they got what was left, and so they got super creative with how they would prepare it, so it would so it would taste good. And so they did. It was very sauce heavy, a lot of spices to kind of mask the bad meat that they were getting. Um, and that's what we know as Chinese food.
0: No, and I love that's one of the things that I love about history and cuisine is learning the backstory of the foods that we eat. Uh, and and I think that uh, giving in this episode without context, you know, having this frozen food uh, empire that they kind of grew and their take on it was genius. Like to mm-hmm. think, yeah, here we've got Swanson's, but we've got something different And here we have this commercial kitchen and we can, and we can start off small and they're doing all the stuff themselves. And then as technology and they can afford it, then they have this big warehouse that has all of the, you know, the heavy duty equipment and they really built this into a huge business.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's the, that's the entrepreneurial spirit, right? It's like, sometimes it's not a brand new invention. Sometimes it's a new take on some, on an existing invention, right? That will appeal to a different audience or, or a broader audience or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, that's what they got. Now, listen, that's not to say like dumplings and chow mein and noodles and all that and rice. Yeah, of course, those are staples of the of the Asian diet. But it's like a lot of the sauces that we know. Like, I doubt that they have like General So's chicken over there, right? <laughs> or or like kung pao, like any of that. Like that's stuff that they that was invented. Yeah. So what I read, a couple of different things that I read, that it's yeah. derivative of of the railway railway workers, um, what they how they adapted with the ingredients that they were given which i found yeah. really interesting
0: yeah. yeah no absolutely and i think that's great and i was glad that, i'm glad that you looked that up looked that up like yeah you
1: know, i also you know, tried to find this fucking guy's imdb page but he wasn't much of an actor i guess uh
0: i know and i didn't want to say like how ironic that that was the one role that he got because i didn't want to give away the what 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 would ultimately happen but like yeah. how horribly ironic that the role that he, the one part that he got was as a first responder in 9-11. I mean, and
1: that's, I, no, but it not 9-11. It wasn't 9-11 because remember, it was 94, right? Oh, and that's what I wanted to bring up. One. It was the World Trade Center bombing in 93 when they put oh. all those bombs in the basement but only one of them went off. Right.
0: right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because that was a right. huge thing. Like if you listen to, I don't know if you listen to Biggie at all. Um, Biggie Smalls, his song Juicy, one of the greatest, Hip hop songs ever written, he mm-hmm. says. Time to get paid. Blow up like the World Trade. Okay, oh.
0: and, and that was
1: from yeah, that was from the terrorist attack in '93. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Unsuccessful, successful in that one of the bombs detonated and 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 people died and it was awful. Don't I don't mean to diminish it at all, but not they they came back eight years later and and finished the fucking job.
0: So um, you weren't you weren't around there back East when this happened,
1: you were already in LA, I was already in LA. Yeah, I was already in LA. But the interesting thing about that, about the 93 version to the one version, a lot of the people that survived, that got out of the towers, were people that were working there in 93. And and so the first call that went out, when the first plane hit, like it was an accident, everything's fine, everyone stay calm. People that were left over from 93 went, fuck that, I'm getting the hell out of here and so because of that failed attempt in 93 to bring the towers down um the body count was a lot less i mean still awful and the darkest day but um that saved a lot of people's lives that's at least what people told me that that were there for both you know um yeah so that was uh that was a really i mean if you remember did you see fight club yeah okay the bombs that they attached to those buildings in fight club were apparently similar to what was attempted on the World Trade Center '93, and Fight Club came out in like '98, '99. Yeah, so So. so pre '91. Like
0: inspiration from?
1: Fight I, Club? Probably, yeah, probably. But I, listen, it's not like it was a new concept. Like demolition experts, you know, you know, you you strap bombs to the massive concrete foundation pillars that go into the bedrock. You know, and the building will come down if you get enough of them. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about this fucking guy. So he was married four times.
0: Yes, four times. So
1: what's four. the, what's the, what's the, 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 the common thread through those f- first three failed marriages it was that fucking guy. <laughs> okay, so.
0: Well, I mean, I think that his, you know, he probably had this really great charm and then it, and then it turned, you know, like, cause none of them lasted for very long, like seven months, I think. And right. and I and I think that he he sounds like he was just this super terrifying guy that kept getting away with all of this because of his pedigree and because, you know, who his parents were. And, right. and just like, hey, I'm I'm a rich kid and I'm gonna get out of this. And then the people that I can't get out of, I'm gonna go scare them, so terrify them to the point where they're not gonna press charges and it worked.
1: So he had that like shitty, shitty confidence of a rich kid that's never been held accountable for any of his mistakes.
0: Yeah, I mean that's what it appears to yeah, me. That's what it seems like. I've known people like this. You know, not yeah. not ones that go and then burn torch, you know, their parents' warehouse and, and as a result where firefighters lost their lives. But um I think that this I can see this guy so clearly, you know. We'll be back after a quick break.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was recently at, um, I was back east for a funeral. And we all went out afterwards. And I was talking with some, a lot of my old crew. And then there were some younger people there also, um, that started asking me about my podcast, The Devil Within. And i um, like, man, I can't believe that. A kid in our town like did that. And I went, Yeah, you know, luckily it was like a one off. And then another one of my friends goes, Oh, except for that time that that other girl got murdered. Then someone else said, Oh, or except for that time that that kid we went to high school with burned his parents. And I went, Holy shit, that's right. Like there was so much other stuff. But to this point about like a rich kid that never really had to face anything. I'll just say his name because he's in jail forever. And they did a, 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 a sh- an MSNBC did a show on him. This kid's name was Colin Abbott, and um, and he had wealthy parents. And uh Colin was, you know, in and out of trouble, maybe otherwise a good kid, you know, and kind of stayed local after high school, and no one really heard much from him. And then um, and then we heard, I got a call, say, Hey Brandon, here Colin, Colin Abbott's parents died in a car accident outside of Philly. On the turnpike parkway. I always get them confused. Turnpike. And um, I'm like, oh wow, that's awful. That's fucking terrible. And then a week goes by, and then and then the calls start coming in saying that's not how it went down. He killed them for money, burned them in a pit in his backyard, and then because he lives in North Jersey, and then told the cops that they at Philly's like basically right outside of South Jersey to like throw him off the scent. And it was like, and he was getting he'd gotten away with it. And then one like junior detective, just to close the case file on it, called down south to make sure that there was a, a fatality, vehicular fatality on, on the turnpike like that night, and there wasn't at all. So they reopened it and came up and started asking. Wait
0: a second, wait a second. Yeah. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Did you go to high school with this kid? Yeah,
1: yeah. He was my brother's age, my older brother's age, but uh we were we were in high school together for a year. Yeah. And and, and then did
0: you- did you ever talk to him? Did yeah, you know? yeah,
1: yeah. Sure, sure. I'd see him at parties or at football games or whatever, bars, you know, um, and you never think this or whatever, you know, but, but, but he, so he had that, he had that kind of rich kid kind of mentality. And it probably came to a point where his parents were cutting him off and like, you've got to go make your own way. You've got to go do stuff. And rather than kind of face that prospect of, you know, living life without a safety net anymore. He's like, fuck it. They have a huge insurance policy. I'm the uh, I'm the only beneficiary, right? So if they're gone, everything's mine. So I'll just fucking get rid of them. Yeah,
0: that is, that is this story. Like I said, yeah, re- to the beginning. Like these parents are lucky that he didn't take, you know, didn't murder know. them. Like I'm surprised that he didn't. I mean, not yeah. I mean not to be, not to be you know ca- cavalier about it, but like just yeah. the way that his life was going and his expectations, yeah. it's like, uh, it's. It's just, this type of entitlement is so, and especially with such hardworking parents, it's just so, like, inexplicable, yeah. you know?
1: Well, I'll tell you what got me about this. It was the first time I got super sad when I was like, oh, they didn't know that they had released some space to a small business or something like that. I went, oh my God, those poor fuckers are gonna die.
0: <laughs> the musicians, oh, psh, let's right. just, my parents are out, but the music, who cares?
1: No, that made me sad. But then it wasn't even them. It was the, was the fucking firefighters like that. Oh gosh. And then the balls on this kid and then, and typical, typical rich kid kind of behavior. He flees, he runs Mm -hmm. goes to a non extradition treaty country and just fucking hangs out on the beach. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
1: and just "Eh, fuck you. Come get me. And, and, and it worked. They wouldn't extradite him to Brazil,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
1: Until they were assured that he wouldn't face murder charges. I mean, uh, uh, the death penalty.
0: Yeah. I mean. A bunch of bullshit. I mean, not really. I mean, he played the game.
1: Yeah, of, I mean, of he course. He played the game. But If I,
0: he, he would have put, that's the thing. Like he could have gone back and that's part of the, the the thing with the TV dinners is that like he could have rolled up his sleeves and been like, Okay. You know, because he thought he was too good for for the fast food or for the, for the frozen food business. That's why he didn't do it. You know, yep. Yep. he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. that I'm too good for that. I want to be an actor. I want to be like, I mean, his parents did they have a safety net? Like he didn't care about any of that. Nothing. It, it totally reminds me of the book The Giving Tree. Have you ever read that thing? Of course. I like,
1: That's <laughs> I want to smack that tree in the face and say, Grow some balls. Say oh no
0: i I love that tree i I, <laughs> I can't stand the kid I mean, well, I still they, love that
1: whose fault is if the kid's a dick isn't it the tree's fault for not once making him say, go do it on your own
0: oh I'm not gonna God. give you my branches <laughs> no because that's that's the thing about like the sacrifice of parents it's innate like I remember this first feeling when I brought my my firstborn daughter home it wasn't like the day of the birth but it was, mm-hmm. it was not it's not three too four far days after. yeah. And I'm, we had these stairs in our backyard that, you know, parked the car and you're going down these stairs and they were like the concrete stairs. And then there was a railing on the left side or maybe it was the right side anyway. And so I was going down the stairs and I tripped on my feet. I tripped under my feet and I had the <laughs> Thanks for that concern there. Oh, I was like, how's <laughs> like, the baby? No, but see that in that moment, it was a life-changing moment because I had that a tiny, less than a split second moment to save myself and grab the rail Mm -hmm. or hold on with both hands and protect the baby.
1: Did you go down? Did you like fall down the fucking stairs? I went
0: down. Yeah. Yeah. But fortunately the way that I fell, I, I just, it wasn't anything. It was like, it was more like, you know, what an idiot I am. Oh my gosh. You know, thankfully it was like, you know, um, one of those like moments of like, what what just yeah. happened? Yeah. But with that feeling that's always stayed with me, that feeling of protection, and you'll be willing to do anything, yeah. it yep. shifts from being a completely selfish person and living for yourself and being becoming a parent. And so when, when I look back at The Giving Tree, like when I read that as a little kid, I love that book. Yeah. And then coming back as an adult and reading it to my children for the first time, it was like, freaking hate this book this is so sad the tree should have not given him his branches but you know yeah
1: it's that's that's the question like where should the giving tree have drawn the line after the apples okay i'll give you the apples because i could grow more apples but if i give you all my fucking branches there's no more to give oh you want the trunk okay Mm-hmm. So, so the tree's a stump and then the and the stump straightens up when he comes back as an old man for a place to sit. Fuck that.
0: I, I completely agree. Yeah, I, mean, right? I mean, I I have a different feeling now when you know if the if the kids are entitled, if they if I feel that way, it's like instantly I'm just kind of like, wait a second. Like as much as a parent, I may feel like I want to give them everything. I know that in doing so, you're gonna create a monster you know, and it's hard to to do that, but, um, I mean, it's hard to, to say no, but fortunately, you know, I, I grew up and and we weren't wealthy at all. Yeah. And so I have that in my back pocket of like, um, you know, I had to work for what I got. Sure. me so, too.
1: Yeah. I had so, jobs when well, I was 14, 15, you know, working. It's like Shaquille O'Neal. He t- gave a great interview. Um, he's got so much money and he's earned every penny and he's a great entertainer and he's a, one of the best athletes to ever play basketball um he goes in one day one of his kids uh came up to him and said Dad we're rich right and he goes no son we're not rich
0: I'm rich I'm rich <laughs> no 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 I watched I watched something yes. with Deion Sanders there's a there's an HBO thing out that yes. was so good about him um with his team and all that but like like his kid was like he's got kid, all these kids and his kid was was, was, was like, yeah, my dad's rich, but he grew up in the hood, you know? And so there's no way they're getting any, you know, they have to earn, you know, I'm sure he's very generous, but they have to earn what he gives to them. And so, um, you know, I think that that even, even that can go sideways. Cause I heard like, um, the direct, who's the star Wars director again,
1: George um, Lucas,
0: George Lucas, like, I guess he just kicked his kids out at 18. And I, I don't know if this is true or not. I, I feel like I, I read something about that because it stuck with me about, that seems a little, a little crazy, right?
1: Maybe, who knows what his kid? maybe his kids were dicks. I don't know, right?
0: <laughs> but just in the theme of like, I mean, you're out, I, I guess I just don't, I mean, anyway, we could go back and forth on this, but yeah. like, I don't think that once they're 18, they're just like out of the nest,
1: Right. You know, I mean, like, that could be the best thing that you do for your kids. I, I really, I really don't know. You know, I really don't know. I watched my brother leave for school and, uh, and just piss all the money away in two years before he flunked out. You know, he just went to fraternity parties and never went to class and just wasn't, wasn't ready. You know? Mm-hmm. So when when I turn 18, I'm like, I don't want to be that kind of financial burden on my mom or anybody. I, I had great grades, uh, I, but I just like, I, I want to do other shit. I, I just, and I, so I just, I did, no one had to kick me out. Like I was, I was gone the day I graduated high school. You know, I just need to get I out. Think,
0: I think it really depends on the kid. I really, really do. Yeah, you know? I agree. Oh, so, so, but this kid, this guy should have been, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know what his parents did or didn't do, but clearly his behavior- But you know he's
1: a piece of shit because, listen, he moved his own stuff out of the building before he burned it. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: right? Yeah.
1: Like, Absolutely. come on.
0: Right, right. He he had those dollar signs in his eyes, and I think we've done enough of these cases where I feel like people don't really think about what they're doing because they're so caught up in the the what they are wanting. Yeah, like they're not thinking the steps like, okay, wait a second. Maybe I shouldn't move everything out of my parents' warehouse that I'm going to burn down to the ground and leave my racing fuel because, you know, they're going to do an investigation. And it'll be
1: obvious it that be I saved my own obvious. shit. But it's that hubris that I'll get away with it. I've gotten away with everything. It's all good, you know? Um,
0: exactly. And, and so, did
1: he, so he was convicted of manslaughter, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Did, yeah.
1: did he did he ever actually admit to starting the fire?
0: Um. Well, from what I've read is, um, he when the FBI picked him up because they were they worked he worked they worked with the Brazilian police, right? And uh, they interrogated him. I guess he did admit to it then, but he said his attorneys would later say that that was uh, a coerced kind of a confession. Mm. Um, but he ultimately, you know, pled guilty of four counts of manslaughter. So I feel like in and of itself, that's, that's an
1: admission. That's- yeah
0: saying I did it, you know,
1: and then and then the coup de grace, just the the chef's kiss was that he he tried to uh, open financial accounts or bank accounts in the names of the dead firefighters
0: and the other the witnesses, because I mean, is that not? And then he part of that scheme, too, was also to try to build VA benefits. They weren't able to totally prove that, but it was alleged that that's what they were trying to do. I mean, the guy has no shame whatsoever and clearly didn't learn his lesson. You know, out now, is he out? He's out, yeah. He got out in 2018 and he didn't got to be be in his 60s, yeah, Yeah. right.
1: No parole, that was an interesting little tidbit, also. I had to look that up, also. So, no parole, Mm -hmm. um, but so he's out, and I'm sure his parents are gone, I would imagine,
0: yeah. Yeah. the his mother died in 2009. His father in I believe 2004. Mm. Wow! But even that letter that he supposedly sent to his mom when he was in prison and was like, "Hey, before you die, make sure you leave enough in my will that I can buy a sailboat and float around the world and do good deeds for people." I mean, is that he's not Me? Really- he's
1: a me monster. Just what okay. am I going to get? I've got to get stuff for me. Yeah, you're dying and I'm sad, but make sure you leave me a boat. Okay. Like I, I don't know, man, just, I don't know. Where does it come from? Can
0: you imagine what that community felt like when they found out that it was arson, that these men lost their lives, battling a blaze, going inside of there, not realizing that the bottom was about to drop out of them. um, I mean, on them
1: and that it was purpose purposely set.
0: And, and that the, the higher ups knew about the arson plot and didn't tell anybody, didn't tell the, the people running in.
1: Yeah, that was a really, really ballsy uh, defense that they put on. <sighs> it's not my fault for setting the fire. I it's mean, their fault for not doing enough about the threat to set the fire.
0: I mean, that's just. I and they got some it and it got some traction
1: long. too. that. That that defense got traction in the courts. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That blew me away. Oh, wow. Well, so unfortunately, this guy's out there and walking around, and he can go to the fucking movies or have a nice dinner or go to the beach. That just doesn't sit right with me.
0: I mean, it's pretty shocking that he, I feel like it's really shocking that he got out after not serving. Yeah,
1: that some firefighter hasn't found him and just killed him.
0: Right? Let's not, let's not put any vigilante ideas but
1: i'm just saying that's a very (laughs) very proud group of men and women
0: i read something in like the tri-city herald about when he was put up for parole or no when he was i guess he was going to try to change his name back to his original um birth name his chinese name from his birth parents and um he decided not to do that but at his release some at some court hearing Um, one of the firefighters sisters was sitting behind him. And by then he had like a long kind of braided ponytail in the back, I think. Mm. And she like went out and like pulled it like really hard. Oh, wow.
1: That was her revenge.
0: That Well, I mean, what else could she do? Like her husband was like, don't (laughs) do it. And she was like, I'm going to do it. You know I mean? What can she do? You know? Um, And the judge was like, I think you've had enough for today and like but I mean can you imagine sitting behind the person you know is responsible for your mother for your brothers death? I mean
1: no. no I mean I
0: know how I know you've talked many times about how close you are with your brother and I can yeah. I can't you know
1: yeah I mean no that's what I would woo! that'd be that'd be tough Jesus Christ I mean
0: what would you do would you pull his ponytail
1: no I wouldn't go I probably wouldn't be there because, you know, I, I'd, I'd probably end up in jail also, you know, it'd be what, you know, I'd end up on the news, like, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, grieving brother attacks, whatever, you know, like, it would be that, mm-hmm. it'd be stupid. And I'd put my family at risk, you know, so I probably wouldn't go. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, that would be the right decision then, because yeah. you wouldn't want to. Do that. No, of
1: course not. Of course not. And I know that about myself, but wow. All right. Well, um, Nice, surprising, shocking episode this week with uh, with some larger immigrant themes and you know na- nature versus nurture themes. So, uh, uh, it was a nice uh, a nice kind of departure from what you normally normally offer up. So, thank you. Well done.
0: Thank you. Thank what do you. we got
1: coming up next?
0: I don't know if you remember the TikTok video that came out. I think it was like in twenty twenty where these kids were like in West Seattle, um, which is Alki Beach, which is a really popular beach in, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, they started taking, making a TikTok video and they were just kind of joking around that the suitcase washed up on the beach. And they were like laughing, thinking it was a dead body inside. And, and they lifted it up and sure enough, it was. Oh, shit. No,
1: I didn't see that
0: like what so it's that case it's recently been adjudicated so oh great stay
1: tuned nice all right well looking forward to it so um uh as always thank you everybody for uh taking some time out to to spend it with us uh please consider um patronizing the wonderful companies that support us uh and if you have a minute go over to apple podcasts and give us a rate and a review it helps more than you know uh carolyn again well done anything you'd like to add
0: Until next time, Murder Chronicles Nation, thanks for listening.
1: Stay safe out there, everybody.
0: The Murder Chronicles is a Pie in the Sky production recorded live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We are produced by Brandon Morgan and myself, music by Soundstripe. For Pie in the Sky Media, I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host. Thanks for listening.